Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. The Lighthouse Experiment Podcast. It's Asha Chandler and Pastor Jim Parkin. Bing. What's up? What's up? We, I had lost these fake AirPods several weeks ago. Then in the process of looking for my ring, which I found, I found these <laughs> and they're partially chewed case down in the couch. Because oh, our no. dogs, they like to chew on stuff, right? But they both like to have it. And then they push it down behind the cushions with their snouts, and then they lose whatever it was. So I found these today. They've been gone for a while. Stoked. I'm using them right now. That's awesome. And they come back Friday, don't they? Dogs are delivered back to us on Friday, yes. That's awesome. All the well-mannered kids. and behaved dogs. <laughs> the kids are very excited. Your kids are talking about yeah. that Monday night. We were praying about Frankie yeah. and Duke coming home. <laughs> yeah, they'll do good. It's yeah. totally different now, man. And you guys got to go so, visit them? Yep. Had a, our own little training on all the words to say and all the things. And, cool. So, yeah, we go. It'll be cool. So tonight I thought I would talk about, I'm going to get in to a post that I put on Insta yesterday. And it was about an officer or a deputy, a sheriff's deputy, and I'm not 100% sure where, somewhere in the west or southwest or south or something. But the video is this gentleman and he pulls up on scene and there's a man sitting on like the ledge of a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Just sitting, getting ready to jump off, it appears. Um, and the officer walks up and he's kind of talking to him, asking him what's wrong. And he little does a little juke, says, hey, I'm going to get this guy going. And then walks up behind him, pulls him down and saves him and stuff like that. So what I kind of wanted to get into tonight is going to be directly reflective of what my caption was, which was, if we abolish police, what happens to the guy on the ledge? Mm. So, and all I mean by that is, is a lot of times when we all get upset, and the analogy I like to use is, so bad things happen, right? There's bad policing, mistakes have been made. Right. People that didn't need to die have died. Everybody knows it, and it's said, been said that nobody hates bad police worse than good police. So it's like, you know, like if you go to whatever your favorite restaurant is, we've talked about this before, and like a hundred times in a row, everything's perfect. And then maybe you go with your friends, and service is the worst ever, right? And, but, and, and then... It takes a couple times for your friends to be like, oh, that place isn't so bad. Because all they know, no matter how many good experiences you had, was that the one they had was bad. Right. And I think these things happen, you know, in in first responder world and with police and we, you know, and and social media and and different narratives and just the way kind of that we function now as Americans. We pile on and now everybody's mad. And every cop is bad in all these things. But there's hundreds of thousands of incidents where people deal with the police every day. Yeah. 
and there's more of them like the one where the dude gets pulled off the bridge or, you know, helping somebody fix a flat tire or helping somebody with directions or things like that, then there are people being, you know, abused or brutalized or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess just where do we go? How do we get to a place where we aren't just arbitrarily like looking for reasons? And that goes really with all of the, the emergency services because really starting to seep into everything. Like everybody's got their thing they want to say, you know, you know, we're all just mostly police, but everybody's just super highly scrutinized coming off of like coming out of COVID coming because, you know, we, it's just, I guess it's just how society is. There's people, everything is done on social media. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what can we do as a ministry, as a community to help people to understand, you know, what people are really like that do this job? Yeah. I don't know. This is a, I I almost kind of wish that I would have known ahead of time a little bit more. I think this is something that I've almost been happy that we haven't discussed directly on the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> sorry <laughs> that no that's okay that's okay because i i you know i mean i think it's just funny anyways because you know last i week, believe you would have thought too much about it uh, yes but i don't you know okay so i'm not fired this week right i'm back on the podcast from last yeah, week man. right and people you know i know at some point people aren't gonna like what i have to say And my goal is to try to be authentic and be myself. And I hope that folks that have listened to this podcast for more than one episode would know a little bit of my heart and a little bit of where I've come from, you know what I mean? And what my, my intention is, you know what I mean? I, I've, I'm never going to assume that I have the whole picture. I'm never going to tell you that I have it all figured out. Um, so with something as specific like this, this is something where I've, well, I mean, we don't have to be super specific. I just, I, maybe a good starting point is what does society, what do you, you're representing the community mm-hmm. and be like as open-minded or, and, and thoughtful as you want or whatever. What do you expect to see? Like we, we live in this world that we're all kind of that operator mentality. Some people have been military and that crosses over and we just have this, we have this way we do business where there's a significant amount of it. That's just muscle memory. Yeah. Right. We go to the thing, we do the deal and whatever, but what does, because I should start for, if you're new listening to the show, when we created this, the reason again, other than the fact that I don't produce it and know how to edit (laughs) the reason that Ashley is here because she, I wanted to start bridging the gap between the community and first responder world or emergency services, because we can't really move forward until we can bridge that gap. Right. And that's like across all race lines, all, you know, ethnic groups is what do you need? What would you want to see from your emergency services? 
So, and I, and I think coming from that, understanding that, you know, we're here in Michigan, in Genesee County, like understanding more of just, even just specifically, like both of our backgrounds and stuff. And so a lot of times I ask the questions that I've even sometimes have already asked you, like you and Mm -hmm. Carrie before, but then I ask you again on the podcast because I want other people that don't have that scope that you have and that experience that you have for you to explain it on the air so that we can have that conversation so that like what we've talked about, we're going to have this conversation. We recorded it on a Tuesday night, but then we're going to go post it for the world to listen to, (laughs) you know, and have (laughs) some benefit. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of questions that I ask or things that I say that I know are going to be, okay, just let me say this because I know it's going to seem weird or off or dumb just because I don't know. And I don't have that, that perspective. And so I, I guess without going down too much of a rabbit hole, coming from a, a, a faith-based perspective, I understand that there is both a broken world that we're navigating mm-hmm. and contending with, but we're also like supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So mm-hmm. I feel that we're all personally responsible to go do the good that we have in our ability to go do. And so at the same time, I understand that I'm going to have coworkers I don't like. I'm going to have bosses that treat me like trash. I'm going to have teachers that are horrible to my kids. And, and then on the flip side, I'm going to have ones that like played such a significant role in my family's life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't discredit. So I am more of this perspective where I, I try to truly believe that on the whole there's good, but I do know that there's definitely messed up things that need to be addressed in whatever industry and state Mm -hmm. and city and family and all that jazz. And so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so, I have family members that are law enforcement officers. You know, I have, Mm -hmm. I have family members that have served in the hospitals and things like that. And so, and, and do now. And I know, I know their heart. And I know that why they got into things. And I've only heard some of the snippets of what they do. And so I'm here because I believe in my first responder community and because I believe in law enforcement and fire and EMS and all that stuff and, and medical workers. I, I believe in you guys so much and I want to understand more. And so I'm I'm definitely 100% not on the bandwagon of abolishing the police. You know, I'll just I'll just say that straight out, you know. But I do know that if if you're standing by in whatever industry and you see something that's not right and you're not doing anything about it. Yeah, then you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. And I've always been that person to open my mouth when maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> and right. it gets me into trouble. But I, I have such a protector's heart in a way for people. So I have a high, I will say I have a very high expectation of people. I believe that we're better right. than what we do. And I know that's hard for each of I don't want to come off as like a performance based perfectionist type person, but I do know that everything that we do every day has such an impact in our families and our relationships and our communities. And I don't take Mm -hmm. that lightly at all. 100%. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I hope that gives people a little bit more of an understanding of like my passion and where I'm coming from. And, um, I, I, the little bit that right. I, I feel I can offer, you know? Right. So, no, it does. That's, this is what I'm looking for is how we start really kind of pushing this conversation and stuff. 
I think that a lot of times what people don't know, and, and one episode of this show is going to make, not going to change a lot of minds probably, but all of our industries, there's so much like scrutiny on the things we do, the training we do, how we do a call. Like we have for, for EMS, I'll go through all of them, but for EMS, we have a medical director, each company, which is a doctor, usually an ER physician. Okay. And they come through and they go over all our reports, at least like the big priority one or doing all the things. And they like fine tooth comb that stuff. Really? And they go through. Okay. And if it's not just so or they have questions and you get called in and they go over it with you or if you miss something or whatever. And it's not to unless you've been blatantly negligent. It's not right. to punish you, right? It's to help you be better. And we have medical control boards that do the same thing. Like I've gone to them before, you know, just on misunderstandings and stuff like that. Because with that as an agency that the general public can make a complaint. Okay. So sometimes people do and they really don't know what they're complaining about. But also I'm a dude that understands that if something tragic like we left the house and your loved one was breathing and we get to the hospital and they're not even if that was this chain you know how it was going to play out people don't know they have questions right and it doesn't hurt my feelings if they're pissed off and they want to know what happened or what went wrong it's just that's fair they should have that closure um fire we train all the time you know the Full-time departments, those guys, every single day, they're going through drills and and muscle memory and getting stuff down. On our department, we train, you know, with the extrication equipment all the time. So guys know how to lift it and hold it and do the stuff. With police, police are under the most in-house scrutiny of all. Like, they have, everything's got to be perfect. Now they're wearing body cameras and dash cams and everything's recorded and everything and if they shoot someone like on a in a sense like on duty or whatever they're investigated it's considered homicide right it's not just okay because the cop did it (laughs) right regardless of how it turns out it's still considered homicide so like like this is a thing i've said before is like if you are a person and you right now, like say you're a young adult and a civilian and, and you think it's super bad, like come hold that line, like be a cop and get in there and make the changes and make it better. But first get in there and understand what's going on. You know, um, like, yeah, man, those guys, I can't even imagine, even if it was completely warranted and, you still have that now on your conscious, you know, that is a scar on your heart forever. There's this, you know, just gonna, it's all good. Cause I'm a cop, you know, right. Same with veterans and stuff who have who had to shoot that's, people. And stuff. That's it's, what I was thinking of too. It's like, you don't, that's not something that just goes away. Right. And right. so I would say just like, do the research, ask people. It's okay to ask questions. Some people, not, I mean, not everybody's going to answer your questions, but right, right. I certainly will to the best of my ability, you right. know, but. Well, and to be able to, 
I mean, I, up until, you know, our family started hanging out, I never knew that I could just go on a ride along if I wasn't interested in changing over an industry, you know, like I didn't know that I could do that. And that's really benefited me. And so to have somebody that you know, and trust that you could go check out their agency or or do a ride along. I know that Nick has done some um, with, uh, with law enforcement. He's, he's done a couple of those and stuff. And it's, if anything, it's given me a greater understanding of the, and just a better eye to that weight and those decisions, mm-hmm. like all those decisions and all that training that has to be in place and all those certificates and education and all those things that are, are in place to be able to do that, you know? And, um, so even from that standpoint, you know, if it, if it's not just a conversation, but you want to see for yourself, you know, I mean, that I, I feel like that would be really valuable, you know, for somebody that just wants to know better wants to know yeah, man. more just reach out to these agencies and see i don't know everyone's policy i know that we're getting close at our agency to be able to take people out there, you know but yeah just get that just ask the questions get involved that's what i would say that's you know i know that that we are and should be held to a certain standard by the community but on the flip of that, I would tell the community, if you have questions, ask them or get involved or come see what it's about. Right. Come to right. a Monday night at our house and just be around first responders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. a little quirky, maybe. <laughs> like our, our jokes maybe aren't the same as your jokes, but they just come ask the questions. That's, right. you know. Right. I know that there's, I guess I've always known that there's a lot of scrutiny and I've always had a lot of respect for officers. Um, <laughs> I, the one and only time I got pulled over, I was speeding actually back by the church on Shiawassee. <laughs> um, I had a high cold and my windows were down. It was the summer. My AC wasn't working and I was a little foggy in the head and I like dropped stuff off to the church and then was like taken off to go to work and that was back when we lived in byron so it was 55 Uh mile an hour like on duffield and stuff so with the farm field there i just started like booking it and fenton police pulled me over but he like whipped his suv around (laughs) so he pulls me over he's like what are you in such a hurry for and i'm like there's no excuse like, the law is the law. Like, there's there's no excuse. Yeah. I put somebody in danger, possibly, you know, you know all this th- and everything. And I'm like, I, I'm so sorry. I dropped stuff off to the church and I'm on my way to work. I'm so sorry. Said nothing about my AC. Didn't make any excuse that I had a head cold. Like, none, none of it. Like, because not his problem. Not good enough to break the law. So he writes the ticket and all the way to work, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm like, mad. I feel horrible. Like, all this stuff. So all day long, like it was, I mean, can you imagine Jim? Like, because I thought that I would be like 50 some years old, like drive half my life before I ever got pulled over and I get pulled over like dumb back by the high school, (laughs) like going like 15 miles over the speed limit, you know? So it's just, just dumb stuff. But, um, I don't know. Like we had dare growing up. Like I had officers in my school that I got to meet, you know what I mean? Like it was that type of thing. And so I think that there's Mm -hmm. some of that stuff that did me well growing up 
that I just, I didn't ever have a fear for law enforcement, but I also didn't have them banging right. down my door for any domestic disputes either. You know what I mean? Like I, I did, the only mm-hmm. time I had interaction with them was good or, you know what I mean? So I, I, I know that my perspective is, a, I feel like a pretty good one. I love, you know, I, we had a Fenton, um, Thursday night is farmer's market in Fenton. And I was kind of bummed because Isaac and I went on a little um, date night for it and stuff. And I was like, buddy, on our way back, we should, like, walk up to the officer and just tell him, you know, thank you for serving our community tonight, you know, and just give him a good handshake and stuff. But he was talking to somebody, so we didn't. But I'm like, how cool would it be for my son to be able to walk up Mm -hmm. to an officer and give him a handshake, you know, at seven years old, son, this is is how we honor our civil servants, you know. and Right. So. And, you know, like I've said, for me – just grew up knowing firemen. Yeah. And that was going to be the thing, you know? And then, so I've always just kind of been in that atmosphere. So it's weird because I have a hard time, like, removing myself from that, if that makes sense. And seeing us as a profession and seeing where it could be confusing for people or, you know, or how different people feel different type of ways and stuff like that. I had, I've just always been around like, I'm like, man, is, <laughs> I don't understand what it is that you guys are seeing. Like, you know what I mean? But, but as a paramedic in this County, I have seen, I have seen things that were inappropriate and that went too far and then, and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I will never, I'm not saying by any means in this episode that there aren't dudes making mistakes. There's paramedics that make mistakes. So, you know what I mean though? I, yeah. I, I know that stuff goes wrong and I, and you know what I mean? But like, but this is where I, I, I will totally own. This isn't like posting some journal entries and going home. Like when people right. devote their life to serving and protecting their communities. Right. You know, and and they put on that uniform and the armor, like all that stuff, and go to work. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that that's a whole different level. Like, isn't it? Right. Like you, you, like your family becomes part of, like, it, it's the whole thing. I don't know. I, I just, I think it's, it really is deeper than that. And right, it is. It's a big deal, you know. And it's so, so I guess. Like when, if you have, if you have people in the community and they've had a bad experience and they're speaking to their bad experience or their families or generations of it, okay. But when it's just because it's trending and so the the thing to say, I just think it's super disingenuous to tell the story of American policing in one sentence like that. Yeah. No, I agree. Like people willing to have conversations that we need to do better. Yes. hundred percent support that. Like a hundred percent. I support that, but just the name calling. And in some cases, literal rock throwing nonsense. I'm like, never, ever going to be okay. No. And like, you know, at the risk. That's not freedom of speech. That's right. assaulting somebody. That's not, right. that's not okay. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this is like, 
if, if people, if I know that the majority of our listeners are first responders anyway, and they know where I'm coming from right. and know about house church and, and all the things, but just to be completely from the heart, like anybody who listens, who has questions about what I'm saying right now, like I pastor police officers. So what in the world did you think I was going to say? Like, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like, these are my people. This is yes. my family. Yes. And I will indeed go out on my shield for them. So right. I'm, I'm not here picking fights. I'm just saying that there's more to the story than what's trending. And so mm-hmm. to bring it kind of back around, if there was not that cop there, then what happens to that man on that ledge? You know, and go to my Instagram. It's the last post I made, if you haven't seen it, and watch that video. Because there's a dude getting ready to jump off, probably into traffic. And if that dude didn't help him and do the police procedure to take care of that guy, like if his position got taken away because we're we're cutting everything and because, you know, one dude or several people throughout the years made horrible mistakes and social media has taken control of everything and we decide we're going to defund his agency and now he doesn't have a job and he wasn't there that day. I know that's a lot of hypotheticals and what ifs, but the more you take away and the more you push back, the more people fold under pressure and take away programs. You know, I think to soapbox here for a second, defunding the police means no dare program at school. Those are the first things to go. Yeah. Sex trafficking. No, we don't have ghost anymore because that's an extra. We start cutting those programs, detective bureaus, all those things go away because is what we need is dudes on patrol. Right. Right. That's the brass tacks of it all. That's what has to stay. So it's, it's bigger than, you know, and I know that a lot of people are just, they speak out of emotion and anger And so they say these things, but I think it's important for me, for people listening to understand what that means. Right. That means all the things that are just seem like just extras is what goes away. Right. And I, and I think that it's completely okay. It's, you can do both. You can be completely like for justice outraged and heartbroken over the things that we've had to experience in our country, like all these things. And at the same time, completely honor and respect our law enforcement at the same time, you mm-hmm. know, because then at the end of the day, like that guy, like you're just kind of hoping that the right person is willing to stop and has some sort of experience or training to know what to do with him before he like right. jumps off, you know? Um mm-hmm. And how many of us would be willing to say that they would stop and try to talk him down? Just driving by? Yeah. Like, how many would just, like, oh, I see a guy sitting over there. I'm going to, like, turn back around and pull over and go try to, like, see if he's okay. Like, how how many people do that? Right. You know? <laughs> That's good. Because, you know, there's a couple layers to that, too. Right? Like, People don't want to get sued and they live in this world where like, if I touch this guy wrong, if I say the wrong thing, so I'll just call it in. And it's, that's interesting too, because typically there's several calls 
for the same thing. Yeah. Like when we're responding to stuff, because, you know, 50 cars go by, probably 45 of them are going to call. You know, it's just, I don't know. I think that there's an interesting word, kinship. If we were all just, if we like really got to know our neighbors well, yeah. like all of them, not just what you see on TV or not just because I'm your neighbor. Now, you know, paramedics, no, but like got to know people, what they're about and where they're coming from, you know, just be neighborly. Then we start to have conversations and understand what we, you know, better what each other's doing. Cause I think like, and not to beat a dead horse regarding social media, but the further we distance ourselves from actual human contact, I think we start to dehumanize society to a level where like now everything's possible. Yeah. You know, I think we're. And just making a lot of large assumptions that maybe don't have all the details in there that we should be informed by. You know what I mean? Um, Like, yeah, we should be held at a level at a standard, you know, if we're going to be responsible to take care of the community at all the levels of emergency service, and the community should have, like with EMS, you do have access to go on the Genesee County Medical Control Authority webpage and file a complaint or ask a question. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a great thing. I think the community should be involved, but smartly, you know, with wisdom, treating people with respect. And again, that goes both ways. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm honest, I came up in an EMS system where when I was first starting out, the rule of thumb is that you didn't treat anybody with any kind of dignity. Just mad at everybody all the time for interrupting us from whatever we were doing. <laughs> you know, really, I mean, that's well, and that like, was And me. like what you said earlier, like, you know, you ask them their medical history and they tell you like, no, on everything. And then you get them to the ER and they like <laughs> have all these, <laughs> yeah, like, dude. you know, so there's legitimate things where I can see where people would just get annoyed at people being people, you know, but. Right. But. But I mean, this I is also, I mean, this is also, this is why we started the Lighthouse Experiment. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is why we're doing what we're doing. We're doing these things to support and encourage and come alongside first responders and, and veterans in our communities so that they can thrive and not just barely get by or <laughs> like right. burn out from this industry. You know, we, we need men and women that are willing to serve in these capacities and we need young people coming up knowing that they can do these things well and they could have a great mm-hmm. life doing these things with a lot of honor, right. you know. There's always going to be there. There's always going to be the need, yeah. you know, for for law enforcement and for emergency medicine and for fire and all that stuff. I think, too, and kind of to land a plane and close out, I would say, I'm going to do role reversal here. I would say, <laughs> I would say get to know your community. If you're working emergency services, you're a first responder, know your community. Like, get involved. Know the people around you. We want them to understand us. How about we try to understand them? And I'll be the first one to say I have a difficult time understanding civilians. It's been a whole life of being in service. So I've, it's a lot of times it's hard for me. 
just being honest. But that's my responsibility to get out there and, and solve that, you know, and talk to people, you know, like I ask you. That's why I ask, what do you expect? Yeah. What do you expect from your emergency services providers? But I, I think that for as much as you might feel that way, I think that the evidence, though, is that you often, often, often on the daily have people both in your industry and out of your industry messaging you, asking questions and having dialogue with you. And so I think in a lot of ways, you're doing a really great job of just being somebody that's approachable to have a conversation and not just bark down people's throats, a response, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I think that's good. I think I come off, I really have this high expectation that I feel that at some even micro level or one string of somewhere that we can all find a common ground, even on the basic, like it says in the word that they, they had all things in common, like these group of completely different people in the New Testament when they started, like mm-hmm. the first believers had nothing in common. They were completely different ethnicities and cultures and languages and stuff, and they're coming together. But then, I don't know if it's Paul or whatever said that, but they had all things in common. And they had all things in common because they had in common what mattered most. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know whether it's sharing motherhood with somebody or sharing like a friendship or um, like there could be so many places where we could find a common ground and build trust Mm -hmm. and build some sort of neighborly interaction or relationship or something. And so um, I know that people don't always want that and not everybody's ready for that or, you know. I don't know. We were talking about that the other day and stuff too, you know, but I don't know. I'm, I'm willing. And I know that there's a lot of willing people, um, that do care. You know, I think that we've talked about that Mm -hmm. before too. There's a lot of people that really do care. They just don't know what to do or how to be appropriate or how to do the right things, you know? And so I think even encouraging people that are in your family or, or relations or something that aren't first responders, maybe this is something you share with them so that, they can get a better scope. Absolutely. That's good. Good things to think about. It was good. It was a good episode. I'm glad you brought it up. It was more of a challenging one for me, but it was good. I really appreciate it. That's all right. (laughs) That's good. So, well, everyone, thanks for listening. Thank you, Freedom Center Church and Kingdom Builders, for your love and support. Yes, thank you. As always, keep looking for us on social media. This episode will post on Thursday. Yep. Yep. Right? Thursday. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Come check us out at House Church Monday nights from 6 to 7.30. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ish. Hang Ish. Out. We really tend Ish. to go over. But, we try but, to like, be on time so that we can have a little bit of wiggle room to, like, not have to rush out. So that's good. Right. So all the things. If you have any questions for me, and you see me about town, feel free to stop and ask or hit us on messenger. There you go. I have not yet had any questions yet. That'd be fun. Some random messages. (laughs) I don't think nobody's going to message me. It's fine. (laughs) All right. 